the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcaster to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. God's Word is powerful, y'all. God tells us how powerful it is over there in Isaiah chapter 55. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in that which I send it to do. Notice all the shells that he said to me and you. Although God's word is that powerful, when it comes to the things that God promised actually happening for us, his word will do what he sent it to do if we respond properly to what he said to me and you. If we don't respond properly to God's word, then it won't accomplish what he sent it to do for me and you. And it won't be because it couldn't do it, but it'll be because we wouldn't let it accomplish it. And that'll be because we didn't respond properly to the word that God sent to us. That's why learning how to respond properly to God's word is such an important thing for all of us to do. So God's powerful word can accomplish all the powerful things that he said in his word that he would do for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Everything that you have uh, planned for your life that's good is in the Word. Everything that God has in store for you that's good is in the Word. And God wants to give you a Word that's going to assist you and to be able to get into a destination in your life that you never would have been able to get to before. To be able to achieve things that you never would have been able to achieve before. To be able to believe things that you could never believe before. But whenever God wants to help you, whenever he wants to come through for you, he's going to bring you his Word. He, we already know that Jeremiah chapter 29 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has an expected end for you that he's already thought about. He's already planned out. He already has it for you. But he has to share with you his thoughts. He has to share with you his words. And if you respond correctly to the words that you hear and the things that you hear that God is sharing with you, then he can be able to get you to that expected end that he has in store for you. But, of course, if you do not respond correctly to it, then, unfortunately, it will never manifest for you. And as a result of that, many of us find ourselves in the midst of messed up, jacked up, messed up situations that we don't need to remain in. Because God is trying to get you out of your situation. He's trying to get you to a destination. And he's always going to share you a word to be able to help you get there. And if you respond correctly to the words you've heard, you're going to be blessed. And if you don't, well, you're going to stay stressed. (laughs) Amen. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to read our foundational text in relationship to this teaching, and we're going to go into some awesome information today. And if I were you, I would have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say unto you today. And I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. The Lord is about to bless you in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 10. 
We'll start reading in verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. And it really does. Your confidence has great recompense of rewards. We know that that word confidence right there is, talk, is that which is derived from God sharing with you what it is he has said, sharing with you who he is, and sharing it is what it is he wants to do in the midst of your life. Whenever God gives you a word, included in that word is confidence. Confidence. Whereas previously you did not have confidence, but once you receive the word, you will now have confidence. Because that's a benefit of receiving the word of God. Whenever we receive the word of God, we receive confidence, confidence to the point that we can rely upon because the same word that translate confidence is the same word that translates rely upon. We can rely upon it, lean upon it. In fact, by actual teaching is that you can lean the whole of your weight upon it to the point where you don't have to concern yourself with falling because why God said, I'm going to hold you up. That if God tells you to do a thing, God's going to come through to be able to make sure that you who believed in him will never be ashamed. Because he said, whosoever believeth upon me shall not be ashamed, shall not, not might not, not could not, shall is the strongest assertion in any language. Means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. So God said, if you do what I tell you to do, that you can bet your bottom dollar, you'll never hear yourself holler that I didn't come through for you. Why? Because God is a God that does what he says. God is a God that never lies. God is a God that cannot lie. He don't even have the ability to lie. So if he tells you something, it's true already. And if it's true, then that's what he's going to do. And if you hold fast to what it is he has to say, have confidence in what he has to say, the scriptures say right there that it has great recompense of reward, which means that that which he promised you will have opportunity to manifest. That which he has declared to you will have opportunity to come into the midst of your life. That what he said he can get you out of, he will get you out of. That that he once said can end in your life, it will end in your life. And that which he said can begin will begin in your life based upon your confidence. That's why you don't cast it away. That's why you don't throw it away. Why would I cast my confidence away, pastor? Same reason why most folk do. It's because of circumstances and situations, whether it's what's going on right now or what went on before, or even what's something that we think might go on in the future. It gives us a reason to cast away our confidence because I tried it before. I did this before. I, 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 I never have been able to do this. I've never been able to accomplish this. And we'll end up casting away our confidence or that word that God gives us, which gives us the ability to be able to receive what God has in store for us. We cast that away and then hold on to what it is that the circumstances and situations have to say. But we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we here at the mighty word of faith in SA. We here that are presently at 1928 Bassey Road. We who are the children of God and the heirs of God and the joint heirs of Christ will not cast away our confidence but we will hold fast to what it is that God has to say. We will do what it is that God has to say and we know God's going to do what he's going to say and it will have great recompense of reward. Glory to God. Verse 36 says, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God that ye might receive the promise course, the might is contingent upon whether or not you'll cast away your confidence because many of us don't cast away our confidence initially, but we cast it away later on down the line. We'll believe it initially. We'll hold on to it initially, but let a little something come up a little bit later on down the line. It'll shake our confidence. And then a little something come up a little bit later on down the line. Then we end up casting away our confidence and get the woe is me's. No, God want to deliver you from the woe is me's. Are you listening to me? And have you walking in total victory. God wants you walking in the fullness of what he has in store for you. So if you hold fast and then stay in confidence while you after doing what God has said, then you're going to receive what God has said. Because he says in the very next verse for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. 
He ain't going to wait. He's not seeing how long you can hold on before he finally comes through for you. No, God wants to come through for you more than you want him to come through for you. God wants to come through for you more than you want him to come through for you. And but the question is, is can you hold on long enough to be able to sustain the things that you hear, the things that you see and still lock arms and know that God's going to do what he said he's going to do? Because if you do, then God can be able to come through for you. He will not wait. He will not tarry. He's going to come through and bless you in Jesus name. So keep holding on. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, yo, keep holding on. on. Yeah, yeah, because see, all this is tied to the fact that your confidence has great recompense of reward. Because if you let go, then no longer will you have opportunity to be able to receive what God has in store for you. Now, verse 38 starts talking about us specifically. It says, now the just shall live by faith. Man, I love that right there. I'm telling you, whenever I read, read that, it sends vibrations through me and stuff like that. Because everything within me says, I know that's right. Everything within me says flat out, that's the way we live. Because the just, that's us, the born again, the ones who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the ones that's been declared justified by the living God. And when he declared us justified in every since then, it's been just as if I'd never made a mistake a day in our life. The ones that he declared to be justified, the ones of us that was wrong, but now we right. Are you listening to me? Righteous. The ones of us that used to be messed up, toe up from the flow up, but now we got it going on because we in Christ. I'm talking about the righteous. Is there anybody up in here that's righteous? The ones that got pulled out of the darkness and pulled into the marvelous light. The ones that's being declared righteous. The ones that are not children of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, ambassadors for the living of God. The ones that are the pillar and the ground of truth. The ones that are the children of the Alpha and the Omega. Are you listening to me? That's what I'm talking about. The just. It tells us exactly how we're supposed to live our life. And we live by faith. Oh, yes, we do. That word faith right there means confidence. In fact, it means absolute confidence, absolute assurance, absolute reliance. And abs- I said absolute, which means that ain't a drop nor an inkling of doubt on the inside of us. That we know that we live by faith. Faith is knowing God. And as a result of knowing God, then we believe what it is that he has said. So we who are the just, we live by faith. We don't live by circumstances and situations and what they got to say. We live by faith. We don't live by what went on in the past and whether or not it's going to last. No, we live by faith. We don't live by what somebody else tells us about what's going to happen in the future. We live by faith. We don't live by what nobody else tells us can't happen for us or might not happen for us. We live by faith because we are the just. God, we are the ecclesia, the called out ones. The Bible calls us the church. We've been separated. We're in a class all by ourselves. We don't walk like everybody else walk. We don't talk like everybody else talk. We don't live like everybody else live. They don't have a covenant with the living God like we got. They don't have God as a father like we got. They're not led by the spirit of God like we are. We live by faith. We don't live by facts. We live by faith. We ain't concerned about facts to the point that that's what we're going to order our lives according to. We live by faith. What did God say? God said, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. If God said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If God said, I can achieve it, I can achieve it. If God said, I can receive it, I'm going to receive it. Why is that? Because I am the just. I'm the one that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He made an exchange with me on the cross, took away my sin and allowed me to walk in righteousness, took away my poverty and allowed me to walk in wealth and took away my sickness and allowed me to walk in health. I am the righteous. I am the child of God. Anybody else up in here righteous? Then the Bible tells you how we live. We live by faith. And it says that we shall live by faith. Didn't say might live by faith. Didn't say could live by faith. Doesn't say would live by faith. Says shall live by faith. Which means there's no ifs, no ands, 
No buts about it. Partner, ain't no doubt about this one. That that's how we live. If you want to know how we live, we live by faith. What did God say? That's all we live by. What did God say? We don't live by what Bubba and Raul got to say. We don't worry about Miguel and we don't worry about nobody else and what they got to say. Sister, girlfriend, and brother act like he know all the scriptures. We don't live by what they got to say. We live by what the word got to say. That's why we are Bible-toting, yellow-pen marking, Mark eleven twenty three 23, quoting, spitting, and getting Christians that live out what God said us to live out. Oh, yes, we do. And we don't care what went on. We don't care what's going on. We don't care what might come up. Bring it. We live by faith. Now, that's the just. Since it's a shall, that means that's the only way we live. There ain't no other options because everything else is death. But we the just, we live by faith. And not only do we live by faith, we don't do this next thing that it says right here and further on in that verse. Now, the just shall live by faith. But, but, but if any man draw back, my soul, of course, we know that the, God, the Bible is written, inspired by God, written unto the people. And since God inspired this, this is your father talking to you from heaven. He says, my soul have no pleasure in him. Him who? Him had draw back. That means that I'm going to present you a word of faith. Now, what you going to do with it? Are you going to hear what I say and live by it? Or are you going to draw back? Because that's the problem that's in the body of Christ right now is that we're still drawn back from the word of God. That God is, we live in accord in everything other than what the word of God got to say. We live more out of Cosmopolitan and we live more out of Ebony Magazine. Come on up in here. And we're living off of the lifestyles of the, of the faggish and famous. And we're looking at, we, we, we living more off of that than we're living off of what the word of God got to say. I'm teaching real good right now. But we live by faith. Some of us live by what happened in our past, what went on before, what happened when we tried it before. God didn't say try it. He said live it. That word live right there is talking about lifestyle. Because anytime you read the word uh, walk in the Bible, it's usually lined up with the concept of lifestyle. That means that that's the way you order your life. So we order our lives according to what the word of God has to say. Not 16 magazine. Are you listening to me? According to what the word of God has to say. I'm teaching real good right now. And that's just the way we live. And we, and we don't draw back from it. When God tells us something, we're not pulling back from it. When God shares something with us, we're not pulling back from us. Because we understand that that word that God shares with us is life. It doesn't just have life. It is life. And whenever God shares with you a word, he is extending you an opportunity to have a life that you did not have before. Every time he speaks. I said every time. You feeling me, bro? Every time. Every time God speaks to you, he's sharing with you and is presenting unto you an opportunity to live a life that you never lived before, to receive a life that you never received before. Because if he's already living it, he ain't got no reason to talk to you about it because it's already there. If he's sharing it with you, it's because he's trying to extend to you an opportunity to receive life. Now think about it. Him who loved you to the point that he sent his only begotten son to die for you, to live a, to, 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 uh, live a beautiful life, but then die a horrible death for us beaten to the point that he no longer even resembles a man the bible said his visage no longer resembled a man isaiah said specifically that's one of the reasons why i don't have crucifixes laying around this place personally why is that because most of them are a lie because i can tell who that man is on that cross but the bible says that the one that was on the cross for us you couldn't even tell that that was a man much less that that was him so that's a watered down rendition of a truth or another way of phrasing it it's a lie because any watered down rendition of a truth is a lie. Are you listening to me? Jesus didn't even look like a man. Why? Because we didn't look like men. He was taking our spot. God created man to be in his image and likeness. But we weren't even looking like men. 
We was all sissified and punked out by situations and circumstances. We was all beat up and tore up and jacked up and ripped up from the flow of. Come on up in here. We didn't even look like men. At least not the ones in God's image and not the ones in his likeness. Because God is almighty. God is awesome. God is full of wisdom. God is powerful. There ain't nobody like him. God's in a class all by himself. But we weren't in a class all by himself because every way you looked in the world as well as the church, you saw the exact same thing. Come on up in here. Would you talk to me for a second? But at the exact same time, God said, I'm going to extend you an opportunity to have a life like you never had it before. Every time, every time, every time. But the question is, is what do we do when he extends us that word? Unfortunately, many of us are drawn back. And God said, my soul has no pleasure now. Why? Because I sent my son to die for you just to present you this opportunity to have life. And you reject my opportunity. See, a lot of people think that we follow God. We just reject his word. No, God said, I am my word. John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Since the word was God and the word was God and is God and all that other kind of stuff that they say up in there. Then since that's the case, then if we reject the word, we just rejected, rejected God. If we accept the word, we just accepted God. Because a lot of us walking talking about we love God, but we ain't going to do what he say do. God said, no, you can't stand me. In fact, the scriptures say you hate me. This is deep, isn't it? And then if that ain't bad enough, everybody's saying, hmm, if that ain't bad enough for watching you. Because they see you with your little Jesus is Lord stickers all over the place. They say, come on up in here. They see you with your little WWJD hanging off of everything. They see you. They see you saying that little quick prayer before you eat. Praise God. Make it sound like it look like you hiccuped, you know, because you don't want folk to see you praying. Amen. They seeing all that. And then they hear they saying you go to church from time to time. But then they look at your life and it look no different than theirs. And then the scripture from Romans kicks in that says that my name is blasphemed amongst the heathens because of you. That's the Lord talking. That's God, our father. That's that loving, wonderful God telling us straight, straight down the middle. Straight. That's straighter than straight. Straight down the middle. Telling us that straight down the middle. He telling us that, hey, hey, hey. Folk is jacking my name because of how you jacking my name. You cast away your confidence. You don't hold on to what it is I have to say. You don't order your life according to what it is I have to say. But you expect to receive all of what I have to say. It's one of the reasons why the Lord put a halt on. He put a pause on when we was about to go to another series. He said, no, you teach them about responding to my word. Say, because what good is it that I keep giving them words when they don't respond to them the way they're supposed to? Said, teach them how to respond to my word. I said, yes, sir. We just stop and we're going to talk a little while about responding to the word of God. Let me tell you another part about that response. That very next part tells you why it is he doesn't want you drawn back. He says in verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, he said, my soul have no pleasure in him. Not in him as a person, but in him as what it is he's doing. He said, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the souls. See, because when we draw back, we draw back unto perdition. You know, it's not pull, pulling back, but you're pulling back unto perdition. Remember, we've already learned that there's two basic responses to the word of God. Number one is accepted. The other one is rejected. Another way to paraphrase it is to receive it or to deny it. Another way to paraphrase it is to, be, is to believe it or not believe it. That's what we do. We either receive it or deny it. We either accept it or reject it or we either believe it or don't believe it. So all of that stuff like I'm going to pray about it. I'm not saying don't pray about nothing, but all this stuff about like I'm praying about it and I'm going to think about it and I'm going I'm, I'm to study that out for myself. All that fits under the category of denying it and rejecting it because God wants an instant response so that he can get an instant manifestation in the midst of our lives. God said, because see, before you even deal with what was said, you got to deal with who said it. 
That's why your faith is based upon who God is, not just based upon what God said. See, one of the reasons why most people are having problems in the body of Christ is they're trying to believe in a God they don't know. So when he tells them he can do something, he can tell them he want to do something for them. They have trouble believing that he can do it because they compare everything to their circumstances and situation. They compare everything to their inabilities and everything like that rather than the awesomeness of the living God. Because when you find out who he is and his greatness and his awesomeness and his majesty, when you find out who he is, I don't care what he say. If he said it, he going to do it. If he said he can accomplish it, he can accomplish it. Created the world that we living in. Came, stepped out, uh, stepped out, out of nothing, out of something onto nothing and said light be and light was and light still is at 186,000 miles per second. Created the world and everything that lives in it in less than six days. You mean he can't pay your little light bill? Like, come on, let's get real. <laughs> Created the body and formed it out of something. I mean, the Bible says we was fearfully and wonderfully made. And you mean if he can make it, he can't fix it? He can't heal your disease? He can't bring you ease? I beg your pardon. Obviously, you don't know who he is. Because your faith comes from your knowledge of who he is. Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But they that come unto him must first know that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. We dealing with the diligently seek, but we ain't dealt with the fact that who he is. So that's one of the reasons why I can't wait real soon. We're going to be dealing with a, a whole series on who he is. Glory to God. Who is this God? Whom we call father. You're going to be getting, you're going to get a chance to know him. Y'all going to know him and you're going to be spitting fire. There's going to be so many powerful people around this place because y'all going to be faith people for real. Now he said, he said, you draw back unto perdition. That we don't accept it. God tells us something is so we pull back. Like, I don't know about that. I don't not right now. Bible says you pull back, draw back unto perdition. We had to learn that that word perdition means destruction. Glory to God. How many people in here want a good heaping of destruction in the middle of their life? No hands, glad to see it. And that means that there's nobody that should want to pull back from what God has to say. Because God just told you every time you pull back from what I say, you step back into destruction. You think it's all right. But see, that's where the, some of the problem is. Is because we don't have a clarity of where we standing. Most of us are standing in mess and sniffing. We're standing in mess and sniffing. I don't like this. I don't like what's going on over here. I don't like what's happening, but you the one standing up in the middle of mess. Are you listening to me? And God tries to extend his hand to get you up out of it and everything like that, but we draw back deeper in the mess, not both feet in mess. And we still sniffing. It's just getting worse, Pastor. I go to church every week, but it's just getting worse. I'm reading my Bible, but it's just getting worse. I'm listening to you preach. I'm playing CD after CD, but ain't none of this stuff happening for me. Well, I'm telling you why, because you draw back under perdition. Yeah, the word is coming, but are you receiving it? Yeah, it's coming at you, but are you accepting it? Yeah, are you listening to me? And that's what a lot of people are. A lot of people are. They're just going through the motions. They're just playing church. They're doing all of what it is that they're doing except for the part he told them to do, and that's just receiving. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope you're learning the importance of responding properly to what God's word says. That's because it's our responding properly to God's word that allow his word to do all God promised in his word that he would do. It'll make what God promised he'd do to actually happen for me and you. So let's learn to respond properly to the word God shares with us so that the promises of God found in his word can actually happen to and for us. Let's learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you out home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Don't forget, saints. Make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are good for hearing God's word, but there's no substitute, I said no substitute, for being in church fellowshipping and worshiping God with other believers in the house of God. I'm in full agreement with the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I agree wholeheartedly with him that there's no better place for all of us believers to be than in the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been such a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter and email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you either. He's going to do what he said in his word that he was going to do. That is, make sure that all of you reap exactly what you sowed in our lives. That is a tremendous blessing. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being such a blessing to all of us over these many days in so many ways. May God richly bless all of you for being a blessing that you are. Once again, we say to you, thank you for your being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.